to The Woods, a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird, because you never know what you're going to find in The Woods. I am Shazne. And I'm Sandy. Did I say it right? You did! Yes! Yay! (laughs) That is a big improvement from last week. Sunny and I just had a nice conversation about YA novels. Yet again, our favorite topic. Yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> um, as someone who doesn't really read often, like I have a lot of opinions on YA novels. So <laughs> you, I, I love your opinions on YA novels. You are teaching YA, well, sort of. Yeah. I mean, you're teaching middle grades, I guess. Yeah, I like have twelve year olds. And then I also have, well, I have all of them technically, but for my English class, at least I have like 11, 12 year olds. Mm-hmm. So. Are you going to have a classroom library? Um, I'm going to have at least a few books because I want to put like my favorite books in there. Um, if you do let me know, maybe I'll mail you some of mine. Please do. <laughs> Cause I don't actually own that many books anymore. Um. Yeah, so if you like YA novels or books in general, please add us. <laughs> Always. Yes. Book talks are fun. Mm-hmm. Remember that time we just talked about Twilight for half an hour? I love the time we talked about Twilight for half an hour. I could do it for another half hour and another half hour after that. Yeah, so we won't start. <laughs> okay. Just start um... a Twilight podcast. Just years and years after the series has died off. I mean, people still talk about Harry Potter, so like... Why can't we talk about Twilight? Oh my god. Well, I don't know if I told the listeners. Maybe, but I was at Megan's um, grandparents' cabin with her, like in the beginning of July. And we watched all the Twilight... Well, except for the very last one. I don't think we got that far, but we watched most of the Twilight movies. But we made them into a drinking game. And I was so sad I missed it. Oh my god. It was brutal. Yeah. It was, it was a rough, rough morning. You guys can come stay. visit me and we'll play it here. The night before Funny. my wedding. I don't know if I could watch Twilight ever again. Well, you're gonna have to. From <laughs> It was hard, and we had alcohol, and it was still so hard. <laughs> you know, the first movie is my favorite movie out of the entire series. Like, the entire movie franchise. Because, um... Oh, by the way, I'm holding a thermometer. <laughs> if you're wondering what this is. Because <laughs> I'm in my bathroom. But, I... I don't... Like, it's really nostalgic to me. Um watching that movie because like when I was like really young my aunt would always take me to watch movies with her and that was like one of the first movies we went to see together and then after that she bought me the book and then that was like the first book I ever fell in love with so Mm -hmm. I'm always down to watch at least the first Twilight movie the one that I will not watch is Breaking Dawn part two there's something about it I it makes me uncomfortable it is the cringiest thing ever it was Pretty cringy. Breaking One Part 1 is... I may watch it. I might. Uh, th- is that where they have the backstories? No, that's not... No, that's in the... 
the eclipse. That's when they frick frack for the first time. Yeah. Okay, Breaking Dawn Part 1 is just funny. Because um, Stephanie Meyer oh, yeah. is Mormon. Because, oh, is that when uh, Bella punches at uh, Jacob in the face? That was during Eclipse. Darn it. Okay, well then I must really like Eclipse. Cause <laughs> I liked that book. I think I liked the movie Eclipse. It was okay. But you know what I really I want mean, to see is I want to see the whole series gender bend because I do not think that it is fair that Stephanie Meyer gender bent the first book and now I'm like, where are my lady werewolves? Oh, she only did the first book? Yeah. And then I was talking oh, to, yeah. you know, actually I was talking to Angela about this yesterday and I'm like, how on earth is she going to gender bend Breaking Dawn? Why? For which reason? Who's going to have the baby? Do you get what I'm saying? So the vampire would have to have the baby. But then that, like, like, is she gonna have to change logic then? Yeah. I mean, this whole series already doesn't make any logic anyway, so... I mean, I'm just, like, I'm just a little <laughs> peeved, is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, well, we better stop here, because... Because <laughs> I'm taking this, this a little too personally. Podcast. This isn't a YA novel podcast, but it this could is a be a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird. Which uh, Twilight is very Twilight mysterious, Twilight. legendary, and plain weird, and it takes place in the woods. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, so Forks, Washington, where the book takes place, is only a five-hour oh. drive from where I live. Yeah, but it was filmed where you live. Okay, yes, but there is a Twilight Festival every year in Forks, oh. Washington. Seriously? Hey, did you know that... Oh, Sandy, we can rent out the house that uh, Bella lived in. Isn't that in Oregon? I don't know, but we can rent it. Okay, sure, let's do that. Like, as, um... I think it's really expensive, but they have, like, um... They have Twilight cutouts all over the place in the house, so Edward can watch you sleep. Oh, that's always, like, what I've always wanted. Okay, uh, yeah, um, switching subjects. Uh, how was your week, Sandy? We already talked about this, but... Um, well, like I said, I have been really, really anxious to the point that it was debilitating, I couldn't get out of bed, and I was crying all the time. However... I started feeling better after rereading Harry Potter, so there we are back at the YA cycle again. And obviously I'm feeling a lot better now because we have just talked about Twilight, which feeds my soul. How was your week? I had a crazy week because um, I this was my last week of work, and um, I just moved today to my new place to start my new job. Uh, so I was packing all week and that was awful. <laughs> As moving always is awful. So are you um, in an apartment? No, it's a basement suite. Okay. Yeah. It's rather roomy, um, but very cold for the middle of August for some reason, so... That kind of sucks. And you have your axolotls with you? Not yet. They're gonna move with me probably next week. Okay. 
But I missed them already, and it's only been a few hours. Yeah. Which is crazy. Never thought I would miss fish, but I miss my freaking fish. <laughs> yeah, I love them. They're just so cute and fun and adorable little guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would miss my pet, too. Yeah. Oh, this weird thing happened to me this week. I think the government has tapped my phone. Same. Okay. So I went to Vancouver with my siblings because we had nothing else to do. I hadn't been into Vancouver yet. So it was like, let's just go. Just walk around, whatever. Buy like a drink or whatever. So anyway, Sylvia mentions, oh, we're, we're close to Trump Towers. And I'm like, you need to take me to Trump Towers. Why? I had this, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to flip off Trump Towers, and I'm going to take a picture of me flipping off Trump Towers. And I did, for all of those who were wondering. Um, there was this lady and her kids, and they were staying in Trump Towers, and they were really excited about it, you know, which is great, good for them. They kept taking pictures in front of the sign that said Trump. I was like, okay, whatever, please don't yell at me because I'm flipping this place off. And I did... I took a picture and my siblings were like, haha, Sandy, you're so funny, which is like a compliment because I don't think that. They're not lying. <laughs> and then we ran away before this lady could possibly yell at me. Because uh-huh. I wasn't about to deal with that. So I get home and I love this picture so much. So I set it as my phone background and it's great. I think I'm hilarious. I, whatever. So when my alarm goes off in the morning, uh, I get up and I go about my business and then I realize that my background had been deleted. So this picture of me flipping off Trump Towers is not my back. Like I still have the picture, but it had been deleted and it was replaced with a white background. Why? And I was like, (laughs) I was like, oh shit. And I was like, I, I told Seema about this. I'm like, like, I don't know, did, did Ian change? But then I'm like, but Ian's not a Trump supporter, nor does he care what I have in my background, nor did he notice. And he didn't notice because I changed it back to the picture to see if anything else would happen. Nothing has happened. Um, my, my background is still me flipping off Trump Towers. And then later, Ian asked if he could use my phone, and I gave it to him, and he's like, oh, haha, nice picture. So it wasn't him. Yeah. So I think it's the government, and I don't know if you can, um, you can't really see it, but anyway, I'm flipping <laughs> off Trump Towers. So, uh, yeah, I think the government is on to me, and I am scared, is basically what I'm saying. It's okay. They, I mean, if they really do, like, tap into our like messenger conversations and stuff they know that we don't like trump plus we're canadian so it doesn't like this doesn't matter anyway yeah so super weird don't know what happened yeah Yeah, that's creepy why do you think the government trapped your phone there's just been like weird things like Okay, this really weird thing happened. I was at the cabin with my mom and, like, family and friends and stuff. And both my mom and I heard, like, this really weird, like, electronic noise. 
and we were outside on the deck and it wasn't like a phone or anything it was just this weird like high-pitched electric noise and no idea where it came from it just kind of sounded like it was just in the air (laughs) it was weird and I looked at her I was like oh it's the government (laughs) she agreed but um and then today actually um my phone just you know like the feeling of like when your phone vibrates it was like that but constant but like so subtle and it sounded like a bumblebee like it was just so subtle I was like, is the government listening? I'm convinced the government has tapped my phone and was angry at me because I flipped off a sign that said Trump on it. They can get over it. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, uh, yeah, welcome to the woods. <laughs> uh, we we have points to our podcast, I swear. We tell actual stories, not just... Yeah. Yeah, so, um, Sandy, do you want to introduce this week's topic? Sure. Um, I don't really know what it is. I said curses, though I don't really think mine's a curse. Just a spooky coincidence. But I, like, I did try to search up a good curse story, but none of them were really... Oh my god, the thermometer's going off now. I'm scared. (laughs) Anyways... Uh, none of the curse stories were appealing to me, so I just picked this this story that I actually wrote down in my journal. So we're kicking it old school today. So the story I have for you is called The Surrey Ghost Car. Not to be mistaken with Surrey, British Columbia, which I thought this took place. I was like, wow, I live like a 15 minute drive from there. No, I don't. I live maybe two flights away because this takes place in the United Kingdom and I didn't know. Anyways, on December 11th, 2002, the day after the Surrey Police's Christmas party, the police were getting frenzy calls about some ghosts. These calls all mentioned an apparition spotted on the A3 southbound near Guildford. Um, It said that these calls started when someone reported seeing a car lose control and leave the A3 around 330 feet away from the emergency slip road. So obviously police checked into this like, you know, it was a reported um, car accident. So they went into the scene of the wreckage, but there was nothing there. There was no signs that anyone had been there. So what happened? So police were going to call it a day, just been like, okay, maybe it was a prank call, maybe this person was confused, until an an officer stumbled upon a maroon Vohal Astra front bumper in a ditch. Um, It was covered in undergrowth and, like, bushes and stuff. So while this is definitely a sign of a car crash... Um, the crash had not happened recently. And the way they discovered that it hadn't happened recently is not only was this front bumper covered in a bunch of stuff from being out there uh, for five months, but they found a decomposing body near yeah. near the wreckage. And after, like, autopsy and whatnot, they found out that the body had been there for approximately five months. 
So people were obviously in hysterics about this because what the fuck? Uh, The media kept saying that the only explanation for this was that the car crash was a ghostly replay, and I quote, of the actual crash that had just happened five months prior. I've heard of this before. Or like similar. Yeah. Like ghostly ghostly replays. Yeah. Um, the story police didn't want to entertain this thought, obviously, and they got a spokeswoman to say, like, no, this, this is, this isn't a ghost, it's being treated as a regular, regular road traffic collision, and the reason it wasn't reported earlier was because the car was hidden by shrubs and branches. Um, even if people had seen the accident, they would have just assumed that it was being dealt with, so they're like... This it, it, like it happened, or like there's reasons we didn't find it or find out about it earlier. There was no ghost, but they didn't offer any explanation as to what people saw, like this car lose control. Yeah. So it was really odd. So the body was identified. Well, I didn't realize how short this was, but anyways, the body was identified through dental records. The body was that of 21-year-old Christopher Brian Chandler, who had been on the run from the police since July 16th of that year, and he was wanted for robbery. So, a little backstory on Christopher here. Um, the last time his brother and his friend saw him, he, they were at like they were at a pub, and he like there didn't seem anything to be wrong with him. He was just like, okay, I'm going to call it in for the night. And he got into his car, drove away. He didn't tell anyone that he was planning on going to Surrey. And then they never heard from him again. His brother did, um, like, report him missing, but the police didn't even know where to start. Yeah. So that's why they were having trouble finding him. But luckily they found him through this ghostly replay of this car accident. That's so interesting. Super short, but... That's crazy. But mysterious. Yeah. Huh. But, like, you you do hear, like, about haunted, like, inanimate objects, like, like, trains or ships and stuff. Yeah. Like, there's, um... Somewhere in BC, there's this legend. I think it's Vancouver legend of this ghost ship so like and there's tons everywhere else too oh yeah like the queen mary yeah yeah no that's that's true so thoughts do you think this was a ghostly replay or like um the uh ghost train saskatchewan st louis st louis saskatchewan st louis st louis whatever however you say the name St. Louise? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, the ghost train, they say that it's either 12 or 3 a.m. Forget which one. You know, the usual witch and hour stuff. I mean, they, um, they have just go with like 3 a.m. Yeah. But they say that if you watch, you can see train lights in the distance. Classic. Yeah. But there's no train. So I always like... wondered how that worked. Yeah. Didn't I tell the story of that involved a bog that produced? I did a while ago. I forget what I was talking about. Yeah, it sounds familiar. But I was like, maybe there's something like that going on there. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Anyway, 
yeah, so the ghost train is kind of like a ghostly replay. Yeah. Um, or even like you hear about haunted places having like a sense. Mm-hmm. That were like associated with the people that died there and stuff. So. so what do you have for me? Okay. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, this week I have an interesting case. Though I think I say that every week about my cases. So. Well, you just have so many interesting stories. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, so not only does this one date back to 1800 AD, which is like over 1200 years ago. Because AD is like where we're now, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's like. 1219 years ago. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Um, but it also has a modern twist. So as we know, we are covering curses this week. Uh, so I have a curse presented to us from none other than fairies. And then, you know, I just imagine, um, what's his name? Mr. Crocker. Fairies. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Fairly Godparents has been referenced three times to me today. So I think that's a sign about something. I don't know. Maybe it's the universe telling me telling me I am on the right track. I think so. Fairy Godparents. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fairies. Uh, yeah, so every time I say fairies, I hope our listeners envision Mr. Crocker freaking out. <laughs> So, in 2015, an American pharmaceutical company, West Pharmaceutical Services, which is a leading manufacturer of packaging components and delivery systems for injectable drugs and healthcare products, began building a new factory in Waterford, Ireland. However, the problem is that the construction site is situated over an ancient ring fort or fairy fort. Ring forts were ancient circular fortresses used as agricultural settlements and farmsteads to protect against wolves, foxes, boars, or even humans. Eventually, they were no longer used, and after centuries, locals didn't know what they were used for anymore. They just, you know, people stopped talking about it, and then they forgot, and then they rediscovered them, which is, you know, that happens all the time, so... Uh, So to explain it, they came up with myths and legends believing that these stone walls were homes for fairies or even where the notorious tricksters known as leprechauns would keep their gold. Hmm. If these sites were provoked or destroyed, it would unsettle the fairies and they would wreak havoc on our mortal world. You know, as fairies do. Classic fairies. Mm Mm-hmm. So, in ancient stories and tellings across Europe, what are known as fairy rings are a sign of bad luck or a portal to the fairy or supernatural world. And fairy rings are made from a circle of mushrooms believed to be where fairies danced. So, I think we talked about that before. But um, these fairy forts were also circular, kind of big stone walls. Which, like, I think is why the people kind of um, associated them with fairies because the whole circular thing. So they thought that this place must 
be like important to fairies and uh it needs to be protected and you know stuff like that mm-hmm. so uh locals in waterford protested against the building on top of the it was called the knock house knock house ring fort and for pretty obvious reasons it is a historical site with great significance to irish and celtic culture in fact, a man by the name of Eddie Lin- Linehan, who was a famous Irish author, storyteller, and one of the last few practicing Siankathis, I don't know, it, I can't pronounce it, I'm sorry, but a person who preserves oral traditions, history, and laws of ancient Celtic culture. He gave warning to the West Pharmaceutical Services, stating that it was a matter it wasn't a matter of if there would be bad luck in their future, but it's a matter of when there would be consequences for their actions. Damn. Yeah. So he's like, um, y'all messing with fairies, I'm giving you a warning. There ain't going to be good things in your future. Uh, so he says that he supports building a factory nearby as it would provide over 150 jobs for locals, but he would rather see it get built elsewhere you know not on top of this fairy fortress Uh um so like when the pharmacy pharmaceutical company was going to build it like they would basically destroy the fortress and then cement over top of it so yeah like it would be all destroyed um uh, most locals agreed with eddie and because of this, when the company was about to build, like, they didn't have any workers, um, none of the locals would do it. So they had to bring in people from outside of Waterford to come and build their new factory. Uh, no locals would set foot on the ground, whether it was to protest the building of an on top of an ancient ground or to protect themselves from the fairies curse who knows but um i don't blame them yeah so of course the american company proceeded stating that they were working with local excavators to protect any artifacts and take photographs before the dig and demolition it was said to be completed in 2018, which it was, and seems to be going strong, so I guess we'll see in the future if uh, the curse begins to set in. Um, but still, you know, the locals are mad and angry yeah. because they're like, you can't just save the artifacts and take some photos. Like, that's not good enough. Like, this is, you know, it's like, I know here in Saskatchewan like we have some historical buildings and stuff from when Saskatoon and stuff was first being built and like there's committees who are dedicated to protecting those buildings and like turning them into like heritage sites and stuff like that yeah so I could see I I totally get where they're coming from yeah especially you know it's something local and you you want to preserve it because it's important to some people um so this whole curse thing with the fairies uh the locals aren't just pulling this logic out of thin air in recently as recently as 2011 a rich very rich irishman known as sean quinn 
also faced the wrath of fairies when he expanded a quarry for his company, Quinn Concrete, 19 years before, so 19 years before 2011. Issue was that he expanded into land where a 4,000-year-old tome called Ogrim Wedge Tome was located. He decided to remove the tome and move it to a luxury hotel where he was staying. Uh, so it was deemed that someday he would lose all his fortune, which he did, losing $4.7 billion. So did the curse, did he, so did he curse himself by moving the tome? It kind of seems like it. Um, yeah, so people believe like, oh, like you're going to get cursed because you're moving the tome and the fairies are going to catch you and, you know, and, well, karma served him well, apparently, so... Moral of the story, uh, don't mess with fairies. I guess time is also pretty short this week. <laughs> That's okay, because we talked about vampires and fallen angels in the beginning of... Yeah, that is so true. You know, I never really read any fiction about fairies. Well, looks like you gotta change that. I guess so. Get your students to write you stories about fairies. Yeah, I will. Tell them I need to read about fairies. So they gotta write me Ask them for book recommendations about fairies. But yeah, fairies is not, like, I don't know. They're not part of, like, Mexican folklore, so I never, or I don't know pretty much anything about them except for they're, they're actually, um, they can be pretty mean from what I hear. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're not like, well, I would say they're not like Tinkerbell, but if you watch the original Peter Pan Disney movie, Tinkerbell was pretty sassy. Yeah. <laughs> and then they like revamp her and made her all nice and sweet, and I'm like, mm, not my Tinkerbell. <laughs> Hashtag not my Tinkerbell. <laughs> no, uh, my Tinkerbell was like a little sassy girl, you know? <laughs> Also, this episode, or, like, just the topic reminded me of that one Powerpuff Girls episode where it was in Mojo Jojo's perspective, and every time he got mad, he'd just go, curses. Oh, yeah. Remember Plankton used to say curses all the time? Did he? I'm pretty sure he did. I don't remember. Maybe he said it once. <laughs> he'd always say, curse you, Mr. Krabs. Yes. Curses. Um, oh wait, no, you no, you're totally right. Oh, okay. Anyways, when when you told me we were gonna do curses, I thought about the hex girls. Oh Canada. yeah. Even though that's a hex and not a curse. But there's some. Uh, yeah. So wow, that was. Oh my god! Did you used to curse people as a child? I don't know. Maybe. I totally did. How? I, if somebody got mad at me, I wish them bad luck. Or like, sorry, if I was mad at someone, I would wish them bad luck. I'd be like, curse you. Well, then, if we're speaking in that sense, sometimes when I like, I don't do this anymore because I feel bad. I don't know why, but before when Ian would make me really mad and he was watching a hockey game with his favorite team, I'd be like, I hope your team loses. And every time they lost. But 
when I was in a really good mood and he did something that made me, like, super excited or happy, I'd be like, man, I hope your team wins. And they did. So energies and vibes, I think, are very underestimated. Oh, totally. (laughs) You remember the secret? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Pretty sure we've talked about it on the podcast, too. Oh, yeah. The secret is just putting good Believing really hard. Yeah. I believe it to a certain extent. Yeah. I see the logic behind it. I don't think it's magic at all. No, I don't think it's magic either. And it's not, like, I find a lot of those kind of, um, like, the secret or affirmations and stuff like that. Um, kind of like that book that I read. What was it called? Was it You Are a Badass? Yeah. They always lead back to, like, a higher power. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm like, meh. That's where you lose me. I'm sorry. That's fair. That's totally fair. If, if, if you want something, you can do it without anybody else's help. Like, you don't need a higher power. You are the higher power. Exactly. Why don't you write a self-help book? I should. Um. I don't read self-help books, but I would read your self-help book. Oh, thank you, Sandy. You're welcome. I mean, I feel like (laughs) my life is such a mess that a self-help book (laughs) would (laughs) not help anyone. (laughs) Well, don't they? Isn't isn't that a meme of, like, these people, like, these self-help book writers' lives just spiraled so out of control that they wrote a self-help book? I'll just write my own self-help book. Like, how to help myself. It's like, this is what I should be doing. This is what I'm not doing. But at least I I can... Like, I see what I'm doing wrong. And I understand what I should be doing. And then it's my own fault if I continue to do the wrong thing, you know? It's kind of like dishes. It's like, I know there's a big pile of dishes right there. And I know I need to go clean them. But I'm going to continue to watch another episode of this TV show and not do them. So it's my own fault because I understand that I should be doing something else. (laughs) This is my self-help book. And then I'll get a TED Talk. I get it. You know, I I think I really need help because... So the other day... I was talking to Seema, and she's like, do you have TikTok? Because I have a bunch of funny TikToks to send you. And I was like, no, I don't. Or or no, I said I did, but then I deleted it. But I got it again. So she could send me these fun TikToks. So then I started using it. And now, last night, I had a dream. And the whole dream was in TikToks. It was as if I was, like, but I was in the TikToks. So in my dream, I was... On my phone, watching myself, my life, through all of these TikToks. And they were all happening. Like, you know, there's like part one, part two. So that was my dream. It was in parts in different TikToks. So that's when I knew that I was getting out of hand. Because the same thing happened to me when I kept watching Bob's Burgers to fall asleep. I had a dream that I was Tina. (laughs) 
Because, like, because when Ian was here and I was still in Saskatoon, I didn't like sleeping in the dark because it scared me. And I didn't want to use up all my melatonin. So I just, like, put Bob's Burgers on repeat. So in my dream, I was Tina, who's my favorite character ever. And then, basically, like, I could hear everything of the episode. And since I have every episode memorized, I knew exactly what to be doing and what line to say next. So that's when I knew I had a problem there. So maybe I should write a self-help book about my obsessions with Bob's Burgers and TikTok. Also, yes. if you have a TikTok, send me fun TikToks. Me too. Um, I'm on TikTok at Sandy the Podcast Host. Sandy with an I, by the way. I don't know what mine is. I think it's May.Flowers or something. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. The reason it's such a, like a funky name is because I made a tick. Like I had no intention of y- ever using TikTok. Okay. Me neither. I made one just to like see what all the hype was. So I made it with like, um, I have like throwaway, uh, account like usernames and stuff. So I made one with one of my like throwaway account username kind of things, whatever. Um, and then now I actually use it. I know. I mean, I don't have much on there. It's just, like, my dog, mostly. And then, like, one TikTok of my bookshelf. I have one TikTok, but I mean, I watch a lot of TikToks. Oh, same. I keep sending so many to my friends. I don't care if I get annoying. I'm just like, I need you to to see this. I love when you send me funny TikToks. Thank you. I'll keep sending them them to you, too, so... I mean, it's it's pretty much the new Vine, you know? Nice. Please send us TikToks. Yeah. Maybe we'll put out, like, some The Woods TikToks. We should. We should make a a Woods TikTok account. Uh, Let us know if you want a Woods TikTok account. Um, Maybe even if you don't, we'll make one anyway. I don't know. Yeah, you can contact us at on on Instagram at the Wood Podcast. Or on Twitter at Wood Podcast. Or email us at the Woods Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and um thank Jason Shaw for our theme Running Waters. We'll see you again next week. Bye.